the Snowman Podcast. Welcome back to the Snowman Podcast. I'm your host as always, the Snowman. Folks, today I want to talk to you about some of the events that have been happening in our country rather recently. Now, I'm going to be up front with you all. I may share some views that you won't agree with. But last time I checked, we still, for the time being anyway, live in a free country. That might change if the current administration keeps usurping their power and lying about the condition of our country. But for the present, we still have the right to have different points of view. So if you don't agree with what I say, or maybe parts of what I say, that is your privilege. And I applaud you for it. Now, to get into the nitty gritty. Folks, I gotta say, I'm having a hard time making sense of it all. I mean, I really am. This country has been ravaged over the past year with COVID, lockdown orders, churches ordered to shut down to only doing online services, while at the same time, people were allowed to flood the streets in protest of something that the media hyped up and spread out of proportion deliberately. And within the last two months, we've seen cancel culture attack country music, former presidents. Jury's still out on that one. Maybe his former president. Maybe he was ousted unlawfully. Jury is still out. And YouTubers who are simply asking questions. Also, classic Looney Tunes and one of the most beloved children's authors of all time have been canceled. Just because they said something or illustrated something that a few people who are too stupid to just shrug off and say, okay, I no longer wish to be associated with them. No, they demand that everyone do so. And if you don't, then you get canceled also. We've also seen an alarming amount of trans talk being screamed at us by a lot of people. Something that boggles my mind. I mean, I really don't know how else to say it. So that's a lot of stuff to cover. Are you ready? Well, you know what? I want to pray first. I want to pray that I use my words carefully and insightfully. That those of you listening will understand where I'm coming from. And just maybe change your opinion if you have some other types of view. I I just don't know. I mean, like I said, this is my viewpoints. This is no one else's. A lot of people agree with what I have to say, but I am not going to try and force you. I'm just going to give you some facts and let you make the decision because the end result always lies with you on what you believe. I can't make you believe anything that you don't want to believe. Just like you can't make me believe anything you want me to believe. That is the beauty of living in a free country. We have the right to choose what we want to believe. So let me go ahead and open this up in prayer, and then we will dive in. So dear Jesus, I ask that you would guide my words, that your light would shine and form new ideas about the subjects I cover today, that may sound differently from what they may have heard through the media, but let minds be open to hearing new perspectives, just as Nicodemus, a Pharisee, was open to considering new ideas he wasn't familiar with. In all, I ask that you be glorified. In your name I pray. Amen. I guess I want to work through this podcast backwards. So what I mean by that is I want to talk about the things happening right now and then 
we'll go back and cover the things that have occurred in the past several months slash year. So answer me this, folks. How the heck did we get to this place of demanding everyone be okay with transgenderism? Because I, for one, am totally against it. Now, why would I say such a thing? Well, I believe in the natural way of things. And I want to play for you a clip of Mr. Fred Rogers, a man still beloved by millions, for now anyway. Don't worry, I'm sure they'll figure out a way to try canceling him too, doggone it. But he gave an excellent viewpoint about why transgenderism is not possible. So here's Mr. Rogers on his TV show talking about that very thing. Are you a boy or a girl? I used to think you got born and then turned into a boy or a girl. But now I know that if you're a boy, you were born a boy. And if you're a girl, you were born a girl. You're just the way you're supposed to be. You're growing just right. And that's all there is to it. If you are born a boy, then you will grow into a man. If you are born a girl, then you will grow into a woman. That's not conservatism speaking. That's not Republican speaking. That's not even Christian speaking. That's God speaking. Because he created you as he wanted you to be. And science backs it up. Because I got a little secret to tell you. God invented science. Ooh. <laughs> now... Many conservative hosts have graciously had wackos who think that babies can choose their own gender when they can barely even talk, let alone walk. And when one of the wackos says that a baby gets to decide that, the host is literally laughing in their face, politely. These hosts then bring up excellent points such as, you cannot buy cigarettes till you're 21, you cannot buy alcohol till you're 21, you cannot vote legally till you're 18. You cannot get a learner's permit till you're at least 14 to 16 years old, depending on which state you live in. And yet, these idiotic morons who are growing in scary numbers are being placed in charge of your kids at schools and daycares. Now, I want to clarify, I am not attacking either public entity. I am merely saying that some of the places are allowing these child abusers, yes, I said child abusers, to get jobs working with little kids and then not saying anything when they're these workers are trying to brainwash kids into thinking they want to be a different gender than what they were born. It is nothing short of demonic in my opinion. No person who holds the view that children can decide what they want to be at such a young age should be allowed to work in young children's facilities. I saw a few years ago this woman who's completely ignorant of facts saying that a baby can decide what gender they are by age four. This is lunacy. Kids will say anything at that age. From saying they want to be a soldier to a princess to astronauts to zoo animals. That's always been one of my favorite thoughts. They are kids. They don't know the first thing about what makes them different at that age. And they don't care either. They merely want to play and have fun. Adults who take it seriously are buffoons, and they are the ones that need to be corrected. Now, there's a lot of people who are caught in the middle. And they are the ones who have friends 
or family who have been brainwashed into thinking they are the other gender. They love their family and they'll do anything to stand by them, no matter what. But their love is skewed. Now, this is just my opinion, mind you. But if they truly love their family, wouldn't they try to talk them out and help them seek counsel? As opposed to saying, alright, if that's what you want to do, I'll support you. Of course they would. But a majority of people nowadays don't have the guts to stand up for what's right anymore. Which is exactly what the left wants. Another thing for them to consider when their family member or friend says that they want to be a transgender. They need to show them these facts. And according to a study done by the American Academy of Pediatrics, more than half of transgender male teens who participated in the survey reported attempting suicide in their lifetime, while 29.9% of transgender female teens said they attempted suicide. Among non-binary youth, 41.8% of respondents stated they had attempted suicide at some point in their lives. This is from an article on the Human Resources Campaign website, you can find them at hrc.com. So, think about that. Do you want a greater chance of that person committing suicide? Do you understand what transgender does to a person? It mutilates them. And they're trying to say, oh, kids can decide to do this at such a young age. Bullcrap. Bullcrap. It is so ridiculous what they're trying to do. They won't understand how horrible the pain will be. I mean, you think about it. You, if you get hit with a baseball in that area, you're on the ground. And yet nowadays people are like, oh, let's take a knife and we'll just do whatever the heck we want down there. It's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no. I just, I just, I can't even fathom it. But th- th- think about it. They're, they have to be on such heavy pain medication. They get, addu- they get addicted to drugs. They get addicted to morphine and other types of painkillers. To the point where they are sometimes committing suicide. 50% folks. Do you want to have a greater percentage of them committing suicide? No. So have them get counsel before they even consider doing the surgery I didn't even know existed until recently. I honestly was like, okay, they're just able to change a couple of things. But no, nowadays they apparently can do the entire surgery. Uh, Well, to some extent, they can't do everything. I mean, God created us differently, which makes it understandable as to it's not possible. Going back to Mr. Rogers, if you were born a boy, then you are to be a boy. If you were a girl, then you were born a girl. That's all there is to it. (sighs) But as I said, the left wants people so confused. They want people all turned around and... So they don't even know which way is up and which way is down. But friends, I want to leave you with a warning. There will be one day when your life on earth is complete and you will stand before God who created you. And you will stand before him as he created you. 
If you are a man going about as a woman, you will stand before God a man. And if you are a woman going about acting like a man, you will stand before God a woman. He made you the way you were for a reason. The question will be, what did you do with the talents he blessed you with? For those of you with friends who say they're trans, ask them if they're happy. Because trust me, I will guarantee you they aren't. Oh, at the moment they might say they are, but in reality they really aren't. They're angry, sad, depressed, feeling hopeless. Some will be able to snap out of it. But those who are militant about it, as in basically saying too far gone, they will never be satisfied. All you have to do is look at their community. First it was LG. Then it became LGB. Then LGBT. LGBTQ. LGBTQI. LGBTQIA. The list will continue to grow till they reach all 26 letters of the alphabet. And then they'll get angrier still because there's not enough letters to show what they are. Mark my words, folks. It's going to happen. These people are always miserable. Now, I want to clarify that just a little bit. I am not saying that transgenders are miserable all the time. I am not saying that gays are miserable all the time. I am not saying that lesbians are miserable all the time. I am saying that the left is miserable all the time. And 99% of that community are on the left. And if you're not miserable with them, then you are accused of being a sexist, homophobic jerk. When in reality, all you wanted to do was mind your own business. But they don't want you to do that. They want you to lash out. That way they can attack you further. It's already happening. Just open your eyes and you'll see what's going on. And now, in just the past few weeks, TV shows are starting to weigh into this stupid nonsense because it's politically correct. This genuinely turns my stomach because it's not necessary. They think it's necessary, but it's not. A majority of people couldn't care less about the topic, but the left-wing media thinks it's the most important issue to date. As I mentioned a few moments ago, they did the same thing with the LG community. When it started gaining ground, every show had to have a gay character. But the audience never wanted it, and the characters never lasted very long. A few times... There was one or two that stuck around a little while, but the the shows have never lasted. To be perfectly honest, I don't even know how this sudden revolution of trans this and trans that first got started. My only guess is that because President Plugs, Sleepy Joe Biden, nominated a man who claims to be a woman to be Secretary of Health. Worst pick of any position is how it started. That's all I can think of. To round this topic up, all I can say is, God help us now, for only he can guide us in how we handle the topic going forward. I mean, I don't want to sound like I am not going to have a conversation with anyone who is deluded in their mind thinking that they are something else, but... 
I will not acknowledge them with those pronouns. I will acknowledge them as how they were created. That's me. You can do whatever you'd like, but I personally will always address them. If they were a man and they became a woman, I will address them as a man. It's going to be weird, but that's just me. Like I said, you're entitled to your own opinion. Okay, moving on to the next segment. I'd like to discuss with you the hypocrisy of the COVID lockdowns. When COVID first started spreading, nobody in their right mind would have thought it would get as bad as it did. Not even Dr. Fauci, who, before this pandemic started, was basically a nobody. So, when this first started, there was a lot of unknowns going on. People were nervous. Toilet paper was gone. Still totally confused by that one. Milk and eggs remain, but no toilet paper or paper towels. I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but one thing I never did was give in to the hysteria of fear that gripped our country. You can ask just about anyone I'm associated with. I was nervous at first for sure, but after about two weeks, I was over it. I wanted to get back to normal, back to meeting with people in person, shaking hands and hugging friends. But the government mandated these lockdowns for non-essential businesses and churches should hold services only online. Millions of Americans lost their jobs. At first, nobody minded because it was two weeks to slow the spread, right? But two weeks turned into three, four, five weeks, two months, six months, eight months. We are now over a year into this nonsense. And people are still being affected by these unlawful mandates. Churches are still being forced to shut down if they have too many people in the congregation. Threats and arrests of pastors are happening in our northern neighbor of Canada. People were attacked if they didn't wear a mask when this first started. Screamed at, threatened, or were arrested in some cases. Their crime? Eating outside in the fresh air. Going to the park slash playground. Shaking hands with a friend. We truly saw the worst of people come out during the past year. The mask mandate is something I have been against from the start. And I wear it only when it's absolutely necessary. Again, ask anybody I'm associated with and they will tell you I'm against masks. If COVID is the deadliest disease in the history of mankind... In reality, it's not even close. It's so far down on the list of deadly diseases, it won't even register with the likes of the Black Plague or the smallpox epidemic. But, if it is the deadliest disease, why is it okay then to wear the flimsiest and basic of all masks? The masks a majority of people wear don't do diddly squat. And I've known people who wore the mask nonstop, and yet they still got it. How then does the mask work? It doesn't. If anything, it suffocates you and makes you lightheaded. Now, I understand why healthcare workers wear them. They are risking their lives to help others. They are in close proximity and in enclosed environments when the possibility of catching the virus is much more probable. I want to salute each and every healthcare worker for throwing caution to the wind and running towards the danger of COVID to help others in need. That 
is what America is all about. They send ventilators and healthcare workers all across the globe to help fight COVID. It doesn't happen like that in other countries. Now, for those of us who don't work in healthcare and are not in close proximity to those who have COVID, there's no need, in my opinion, to keep wearing the mask. And by golly, there's definitely no reason to wear two or three masks. The people who do wear more than one have been duped. That's all I will say. Why do you think I am so opposed to the stay-at-home orders, the constant demand to wear masks, and other such idiotic mandates? It's because of what happened two and a half months after the COVID restrictions were put into place. The tragedy of the death of George Floyd while in police custody. Nobody I know or listen to is defending the cop who knelt on the neck slash shoulders of George Floyd for nine plus minutes. I say shoulders because of trial evidence that has confirmed that. I was outraged just like the rest of the country was over the video that was released. It should never have happened for that length of time. But you know what outraged me more? Was the fact that a large crowd of people gathered and started filming as opposed to doing something about it. They all just stood by and did nothing. Oh, I know a lot of you would say, well, the cop might have shot them or done something else. Yeah, he might have. But at the same time, he may not have. We don't know because it is long since passed and we can't undo any of it. Now, while I was disgusted by what I saw, I knew deep down there had to be more to it. I have seen this happen way too many times to know this was cut and dry. So I waited to see what would happen as more evidence was bound to be released. Never in my life would I have expected the riots that plagued our country for the remainder of the year. And the riots were based on a lie. This wasn't an act of racism. It was assumed that way because it was a white cop on a black man, but it couldn't be farther from the truth. And to prove that it wasn't, the now former cop was not charged with hate crimes or racist crimes on the indictment. He was charged with second and third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. And yet, upwards of $2 billion worth of damages were accrued. And these weren't to protest racism. Because if it were, not a single black-owned business would have been touched. But numerous black-owned businesses were destroyed. Grocery stores they shopped at were looted and ransacked. And you know who the main perpetrators were? Black rioters. Black cops were put in danger. Murders happened. And the left-wing radicalized media fanned the flames all the while. Arresting law-abiding people who were simply trying to defend themselves. And it is being perceived as an act of racism. I have never seen such division in this country in my life. Churches started preaching on it, encouraging peaceful protest marches, all the while neglecting to read the facts of the case. I was very opposed to the riots that were happening, and if I were in any position of leadership, I would have dealt with it very differently. I was okay with the peaceful protest marches, but it quickly became anything but peaceful. Because over the summer, you had blacks committing crimes or resisting arrest who either unfortunately lost their lives or were shot and were crippled. But because it was done at the hands of the police, 
oh, that was enough to continue and cause more riots and looting and destruction. Despite evidence being released that supported the cops' use of force, it didn't do any good. And another thing that didn't do any good was social media exploding with all this nonsense that spread faster than wildfire. George Floyd was likely going to die in and around the end of May, beginning of June anyway. He was a drug addict. And at the time of the incident, he had three times the legal limit of fentanyl in his system as well as meth. Evidence that I knew would come out showed Floyd acting erratic, resisting arrest, saying he couldn't breathe long before being asked to be put on the ground. He was out of his mind, quite likely due to drugs. But that didn't matter none to the rioters and looters. Nothing matters to them. It was more a disgrace that so many non-rioters fell for it. They acted on an impulse, and now don't know how to say, looks like I was wrong. All you have to know that this wasn't an act of racism is watch how the officers responding to the call acted towards the other occupants in the car with Floyd. Why he was driving and they weren't is baffling, for they both seemed to be level-headed. The officers were treating them with respect and talking with them and explaining what was going on. They were compliant and understood the reasons and were offering no resistance. But that evidence didn't matter either. I remember when this really started getting out of hand, I said, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and my eyes open. And brother, did I see so much. It was ridiculous. Now, before I'm accused of being a racist, because for daring to speak out against the BLM movement is enough in the media's minds and in a lot of social media minds. Because I dared say that uh, I was against the riots. Oh, I was against the protests. Oh, I must be a racist. Bullcrap. Bullcrap. I don't have a racist bone in my body. I hate racist remarks of all kinds. I grew up respecting several black men and women who attended my church or were friends of my family. One of my favorite memories was of a black gentleman at our church who my dad and I loved to talk to about John Wayne. Whenever we saw him, we shook hands and talked about the latest film either of us had seen of the Duke. It was great! Also growing up, I watched the Lawrence Welk show. My family will tell you my favorite part of the show was whenever Arthur Duncan came on. A black tap dancer who was phenomenal. In my childhood, race never came up. Race should never come up. Morgan Freeman said it perfectly. The best way to end racism is to stop talking about it. I don't like saying a white cop did this or a black victim did that. I hate it. I hate it all. We're all Americans. We fought a bloody civil war to end the issue of slavery. We overcame. Through the work of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Malcolm X, Medgar Evers, and Rosa Parks, and other great civil rights leaders. Not with the help of Al Sharpton, who continually race baits everyone he comes into contact with. The aforementioned were true Americans. Dr. King said this, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. 
I love those words. He achieved that reality, even though he unfortunately didn't live to see it. All you got to do is look at the sports world to know we aren't a racist country. Black athletes dominate football and basketball and represent a large portion of baseball. This is all fine. Most of them use their positions for good. Some, like all people, mess up and have to face the consequences. People of all ethnicities cheer these athletes on like no tomorrow. They don't care what they look like, long as they help the team they're rooting for win. Jackie Robinson is the greatest example of that. Fans were very skeptical and didn't know what to expect when he started playing for the Dodgers. But when they started winning with his help, they were ecstatic. They cheered him wildly. And soon enough, the skill of other black athletes were acknowledged and respected. I do have to ask one question, and I hope someone will know the answer. When a black person is killed by a white person, it's front page news. But when a white person is killed by a black person, it's overlooked. The most poignant example I have this personally is the shooting that took place days before the unfortunate occurrence with George Floyd. An elderly couple went to visit the grave of their son at the Delaware Veterans Cemetery in Bear, Delaware. They were 86 and 85 respectfully. No threat to anyone. When a young black man shoots them both dead at their son's grave site. As far as anyone knows, he had no connection to the couple of any kind. He then later hid in the woods on the outskirts of the cemetery where he was later killed by police. Why, may you ask, did I take such a big interest in this case? Because I'm a delivery driver, and I deliver supplies all over the Delmarva Peninsula. And the day before that shooting occurred, I drove right past that cemetery. I drove on the road that was locked down. And the elderly couple, this scumbag murder, were white. And despite the fact that a white couple had been murdered by a black man, whites across America didn't go up in arms over the incident. They didn't torch cities, loot targets, and murder innocent people who had nothing to do with it. Why then did the black community do so? That is my question to you all. If you know the answer, I'll gladly discuss the topic with you. Fear of race has plagued our society for far too long. It's time we bury the hatchet once and for all. I want to remind you of a chorus of a hymn that says this. We must turn our eyes upon Jesus. If we do so, then the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I think that will do it for this episode of the Snowman Podcast. I know that the subjects we covered were heavy ones and certainly not ones to take lightly. But I hope that through listening to it, maybe some new information you hadn't heard before was revealed. I don't know. I hope you continue to listen for future episodes. And remember, these are my opinions. You can disagree if you like. And if you read or hear anything that differs on the subjects we discussed, please bring them to my attention. I'd love to discuss them further with you. So, please don't forget to like and subscribe for more episodes. You can find me on Spotify and iTunes. And until then... This is the snowman, and I'll see you now, yeah? Have you heard the joke about the three holes in the ground? Well, well, well.
and that one sunk to new levels. <laughs>